Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah! Perfect Plex Radio! We about to go live on him. Mike Knox! That's with three X's cause he's hardcore. Are y'all ready? We about to give y'all something special. You ready? Let's go! At the money, now you're all what you getting in. Perfect Plex Radio, got him listening. Mike Knox, from Cena to the Rock, or whatever wrestler is hot. News and interviews, just a one-stop shop. Matter of fact, let me give you more choices. You can call in and be the voice with the voiceless. So what you waiting on? Let's get it cracking. Let's talk wrestling. That's enough rapping. <laughs> Perfect Plex Radio. Simply, we about to give y'all something special. You ready? Ready? Let's go! And welcome back, everybody, to Around the Blocks with Mike Knox here on the Mike Knox Show on Papa Review Entertainment. People in wrestling, listen, thank you all for tuning in. I am still here with you another week, fresh off of surgery two weeks ago. But wrestling is a very passionate subject of to me and to a lot of the people that I love that know that loves and watch professional wrestling here on this thing we call social networking. People, listen, make sure you follow me on all my social network platforms. That is at the Mike Knox Show on Hell, everything down on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, BDSR Networks, as well as Unpot Review. And also, guys, make sure you please follow my backstage now, my holding me down now, like my everybody got to have what y'all is. Y'all ain't got no soldiers. My soldier backstage, 301 King Vaughn Jr. holding me down, the Victorious Ones podcast, the one that makes this the show for the Ayatollahs, Rock and Rollers, and the pros that listen to this program. And if you don't like it, listen. Anyway, people, listen, a lot to talk about today in the world of professional wrestling. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's going on. Michael. We're going to talk about 25 years edge. Is edge done? What has edge done? Is he in your top? 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, top 10, top five. Where do you rank the rated R superstar? I want to talk about some of his most biggest moments in wrestling, please, to this guy. Also, today on the Mike Knox Show, you know what baffles me about people? Vaughn, you know, it's, 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 it's wrestling fans that baffles me more than anything. WWE, AEW said, all-time ticket records and sales. And all you can hear is wrestling fans still complaining. The only thing this wrestling fans complain about is the prices. And we'll talk about that as well. Also, we will talk about Attitude Era versus Ruthless Aggression. Let me rephrase that. I apologize. Let me digress. Let me bring that back. Run that back. If you will, come we rhyme. Attitude Era. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I got that. Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression. 
Which one did you prefer? Which one would you like to choose? Which one is the one for you? Which one is the bar, the trendsetter, the, 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 the brass ring of wrestling eras? Or did someone else, someone say in the golden years, let's talk about it, let's be about it. But first, we will talk about the weekend wrestling. And just very, very quick, nothing to really go over with it a lot, just Judgment Day doing a doozy, if you will, so to speak, on uh, Cody Rose and Sami Zayn as the roster just continues to be so depleted right now that it's crazy. But Raw last week, J.D. McDonough, where does he fit in with this whole thing with Finn Balor? Again, I said last week in the words of, 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 of Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Cornette and, and the rest of the other oldie wrestling fans out there, they better do something to keep my guy Prince of it very happy. Also, Dude Dropper, Piper Niven shows up and why? Can we just get Nia Jax back, please? Can we get that? And then what happened last week gives us today is Shaq Gable will take on Gunther for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. And then we had that old beautiful thing I like to call call collision because I don't watch AEW Dynamite because I just, you know, I, I tune in. But I'm doing a lot of things on Wednesday nights. But I tune in to Collision. Although this week I had to go back and watch it. Because, damn, this Madden 24 has got me crazy. But we have Collision. And it was, this week was their fight for the Fallen thing. And it just, here's my problem with AEW lately. What a show that didn't seem to be predictable seems to have come very predictable to me. And, and, and meaning that when I say predictability, meaning predictability is who's going to win the match. It's like they're setting up all in and like, so you know who's going to win these matches. It's a page out of the wrestling book that has just been there for since wrestling has been known, Hatfields and McCoys. It's wrestling. And that's what we're going through. At this point in the video, if you've been here this long, please put there and put a like, subscribe, follow, share this show here on the Mike Knox Show. But also, in the weekend wrestling, on that AEW collision show, Fight for the Fallen, Jay White versus the, Mr. Mr. Glasser with his peacocks. I can't lie to y'all. I, I hate it when it's a ring of honor. I'm still not a fan of it. But I'm a fan of wrestlers that know how to work the gimmick. And that guy knows how to work a gimmick. Okay. Powerhouse Hobbs. About time y'all gave this man something to do. All right, just hope it pans out. And then take a punk dressed up like a like a conquistador or whatever the hell you want to call him. I was just highly impressed with my man CM Punk this week. The the real world's champion that just continues to be the world champion. Not speaking of it, maybe we get somebody to all in. And then we got Friday night SmackDown, which you know Saturday collisions. Before that, I know it's how I skipped the show to get to the good parts. Edge, 25 years. SmackDown, no bloodline other than a backstage, sort of backstage interview with Kayla Braxton with the wise man, Paul Heyman, who got an anonymous tip that says, Jay, I mean, uh, Jamie's going to be at SmackDown next week, but, you know, everything's still running rampant. Edge is going to AEW. Jay Uso's going to AEW. Everybody's going to AEW, but no one wants to stay around the WWE. But Friday, and before Friday, the dirt sheets and wrestling news cycles started getting rumors of Edge having his last and final match 
being on SmackDown. And I know that he openly said he wanted his last match to be at a Mania, which I feel he deserves to have his last match at a WrestleMania. But when Edge got and grabbed the microphone, Edge didn't seem to me to sound like he was um, ready for retirement, if you will. I'll tell you what, I need this shillelagh to stand up right now. God damn. What can I say about Seamus? Everything I said last week in Calgary is true. He is the reason that I was able to get back in here. That's no lie. That's no character. That's no writing. Steven is the reason that I was able to get back in here. So basically, I want to hear it for Seamus. That dude, that dude has showed all of you the work ethic that he has, and that's why you still react to him all these years later. And damn, he hits like a mule. I'm okay if that's one and done. Well, seriously though, uh, Man, what can I say? As a scrawny kid who grew up just down Highway 10 in Orangeville, to be standing here tonight, 31 years into when I first walked into Sully's Gym and my trainer, Ron Hutchison, put me through my paces. Too late, Ron. What is courtesy of Hills by nature, by the way? Stand no gimmick up, Ron. That man gave me my wrestling training for free because I was a kid from a single-parent household and there was no way I could afford it. And that man trained me for free. Train just over, over in Parkdale, just south Jameson, Sully's gym. Sweet Daddy CK and Ron Hutchison. Seven years later, he, he trained a pretty little lady named Beth Phoenix. And thanks to this company, I met my wife and the mother of my beautiful children. Lyric and Ruby. And they are rock stars, and I love you kiddos. Listen, I've, I've talked long enough. I don't know what the future holds, I really don't. I gotta sit home this week, lick my wounds, talk to my family and see what they want me to do. But what I can say, Toronto, Listen. is thank you. for being a city that I have always been proud to represent, that I have always been proud to be announced from. And I came out here in full-on Maple Leafs gear, pandering to all of you. But no matter where I make my main residence, this, this is always first in my heart. 
I am Canadian first and foremost. I am so damn proud of that. All right, so the rest of that stuff don't even matter, okay? What the rated R superstar came out to say is that he does not know what to do next. He's not sure. Now, let's speak actual factual to what wrestling fans that are the, the dirt sheets that I try to kill will try to lift you up by to get you by the bootstraps. What's going on, Charmaine? It's up to me. I, I've always loved it. It's my favorite wrestler, Nikes. Um, and that is contractually, Edge's contract is up. Contractually. But we're talking contracts. That's nothing but getting a signature on a dotted line. I believe he will get his send-off a la Taker-ish at this year's WrestleMania in Philadelphia, perhaps. That was his goodbye to home. Pay respects to home. We got that up there. We love it. We got the respect out to homes. That's great. But I believe Edge will have a final run in the WWE. Not what we saw on Sunday. That's no dirt. She's telling me that. That is just the reason why this is called the show for the intelligent wrestling fans. It's really just that simple. He heard the speech there. If he was retiring, as they would say, he would have said that they were re that he was retiring and that was his last match. And that was not what was said. So that's what lets us to believe that there is something else in this for Edge past, you know, WrestleMania is the only way to close it. It is the only way to close it out, Jeffrey. The only way. Nothing, no other way, in my opinion, makes any sense for it to go out other than at a WrestleMania. And again, we're talking about Edge. We're talking about one of the biggest faces, biggest heels, just biggest characters in wrestling. Okay? It's, 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 that's the reason. For the season. And that's why I want to talk about this right here. Edge 25. Like I said, I won't be before you guys very long. I'm still a little bit under under it. Um, been experiencing some discomfort. Had a little setback, but I'm still here because it, it's important to me to talk about these. And again, shout out to my man, Michael Smith. All right, he's in the finalist for the Caribbean Music Awards Contest finals. Voice overs, that man is doing his thing. You hear some of the things he do on this show, on this program right here. He's always the one putting there the hashtag Death of the Church Sheets. My man, Michael Smith, always coming out. I hope you get this, brother. Big ups to you for sure. Where does he rank for you? Where do you put Edge? like Edge in the Brood. Is that, is, that okay? is that fair for me to say without people getting all, you know what I mean? Like, I like the Brood. He was always smiling. I couldn't stand it. It was something about Edge I didn't like. The entrance was dope, so you liked him for that, but I didn't like them. But I loved Edge and Christian. Hence the t-shirt I got on right now today for the benefit of those with flash photography. That's when I began to like Edge. Edge to me, I will put him in line for me as Taker-ish in that book. Kane, Stone Cold for some of you guys, all-time greats. Um, of guys, you know, uh, Orton, that I love what they've contributed to wrestling. I love their storylines. I love what they bring to everything, but they're not my favorite guys, right? Love what Orton can do is unparalleled to me inside the square circle. Technician wrestling-wise, I think he's up there one, two, three. Okay. 
but he's not one of my guys. Stone Cold is arguably one of the biggest guys and definitely the Mount Rushmore of, of WWE, if not all of professional wrestling, but he's not my guy. Edge is not my guy, but I respect this man for what he's done to this business. Edge and Christian. I mean, remember when he got the king of the ring? You're talking about getting over in a way that's just amazing. Jeffrey Chenzo, I hated the Rated R Superstar Edge with Lita. Um, couldn't stand him back then. I loved him when he won the King of the Ring because instead of him having a, a crown, they did a new spin on it and they gave them a trophy, like like a like a Stanley Cup. It was just, it was just amazing. Totally things that reeked of awesomeness to me was Edge in these moments. And even before we got to this moment here with the Money in the Bank match. When Edge got injured and came back to wrestling, the crowd wasn't cheering for him, wasn't popping for Edge at all. And it was subtle things that I noticed the first time, not the third time or the fifth time. The first time he had the match or something didn't go his way, he began to pull his hair out. I said, okay, what's this? I started to take notice then. And from that on, from that moment on, he just skyrocketed. He just really just went into a different stratosphere. Winning the Money in the Bank match. Cashing in at, at, at New Year's Revolution on John Cena at that point, right? One of my favorite matches at WrestleMania, him going through, through a table with Mick, with Mick Foley and earning his keep, you know, or, or, or earning his stripes, as you say. But always, to me anyway, old school wrestling fans, and, and it was a group of us, I won't say everybody, but old school fans will always clamor for that initiation match, like, has he really gotten his ass beat to, to, to be that guy? Foley is the king of getting his ass beat. So if you want somebody to win, but get an ass woman, but still come out big and, and, and get over, because getting over is more about the guy letting him win the match than the guy that's actually propelling to the top. Because without the guy, Mick Foley, these guys' ascension that he did for Triple H and things like that wouldn't matter. This him and Foley... Just completely tore the house down. I, I, I loved it. I couldn't, I couldn't get any more of it. It was. I'm not sure about my edge again. I'm not. I'm going my top twenty-five. I mean, that's probably not sure. I got to think about it. That's probably unfair. It my personally favorite top twenty-five. I don't know if he would make it, but I love certain moments from guys. I love, like I said, him and Edge and him and and, and Christian will never be beat to me. Winning the Royal Rumble. These are, to me, moments that made this guy who he is. Edge, top 25, you favorite or all time? Um, love, uh, uh, he, this is a huge moment for him. His first WrestleMania main event against Taker. You're not the guy who can be the next guy if you don't beat the locker room guy. The leader. The leader of the Wolfpack, if you will, because he's never been a one-man Wolfpack, and then all of a sudden, you know, he got married to Doug, and then now you guys came along, and now my one-man Wolfpack became a, a Wolfpack of four. No, it's the Undertaker. He's always been the Wolfpack. And it's top 25 all the time for me. I got him at 21. Hey, there it is. Some people, again, comment below. Let me know, where do you rank Edge? This moment for him just... Amazing to me, okay? But it was this moment in wrestling history. It was mentioned a while ago. I think Jeffrey mentioned it. Will go down forever in wrestling infamy, okay? It will. It will always go down 
in wrestling infamy for me because <laughs> just live sex. <laughs> First of all, this was a very uncomfortable moment for Lita. She spoke about it shortly after this was gone from the company. Okay. To edge top 20 for you. Favorite all time. I need to add that there for me, please. But I'm assuming that's all time. Okay. Did not like this moment, but the fact that they did this on television. See, people, the story goes like this for those who don't know. Remember this? Live Wire was the TV show. The, 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 the storyline that was so real, it had to get real in the storyline because it was real life. This wasn't me as a kid thinking that, that the four horsemen really followed Dusty Rose down the road and jumped him outside the gym and stuck his arm in the door and broke it. I thought that was real when I was a kid. I did. I was like, oh, fuck the horsemen forever. If I had the internet, oh, God. I'd have just You know what I'm going to do about it? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna tweet my displeasure. That's right. I'm going to jump on social media and I'm going to tweet about it until my fingers... That's what I would do. Because I thought it was real to me, damn it. And back then, this was real. It was a real story. Matt and Lita was a couple and his friend Edge, I won't say his best friend, but his closest best friends could be as the story would have you tell it by all parties involved, was knocking boots with the man's woman. It turned that into a real-life robbery that, for what it's worth to me, did not have the greatest matches because you just saw it. it was so much tension. Every time you saw it, it was like you were waiting for someone to get really hurt. But after all of that, they continued their storyline with Edge. This is what made him the Rated-R superstar. This is why on the stage, I hear clearly, okay, was moments like this right here on television. To cap it off at SmackDown, we're talking about SmackDown. Not a mania, not a mania, not a raw that used to be must-see till. We're talking about SmackDown. I'm going to end my career on SmackDown? No, man. Edge deserves better than a SmackDown send-off. And I believe he will have that said send-off. I believe it in my heart. It shall happen. It will happen. It will come to pass. And he will get remembered for all these things that he should be remembered for. And we can praise him and, and, and lift him up as the Hauler Famer that he is at a WrestleMania. No offense, not a SmackDown in Toronto. People, we're going to take a break. The only break of the evening to give you the, the week in wrestling with my man, King Vaughn. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Attitude Era or Rufa's Aggression Era and these damn WrestleMania tickets, man. What the A-T-double hockey stick is going on? We'll be right back. Hello there, everyone. Good afternoon. This is King Vaughn Jr. of the Victorious Ones podcast and Perfect Plex, Perfect Plex Talk Radio. Here to give you your week in wrestling history. Of course, August 21st, 1979, the American... The American Dream, Dusty Rose, the Fear Harley race to win his first NWA World Heavyweight title in Tampa, Florida. He will, he will hold the belt only five days before losing back to race. Um, of course, on the same day in 2000, leading to be a Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley to win the WWE Women's title. 
It's the first match in, in history that a women's match main event in Monday Night Raw. On the same day in 2005, SummerSlam took place at the MCI Center at the time in Washington, D.C. And the main event is notable for Shawn Michaels facing you know, H. Hogan. Hulk Hogan is in a sing- in singles match for the first time. I was there, there that night. Of course, Hogan won. And that was their own, the only match they ever had. And, of course, early on the show, Brady Stereo defeated Eddie Guerrero in the latter match for custody of, custody of Dominic on the same night. Uh, Randy Orton defeated The Undertaker, and John Cena defeated Chris Jericho, and Batista defeated JBL. August 27, 2005, WWE Champion John Cena defeated Chris Jericho in a year fire match. This would be Jericho's last appearance in WWE for, for at least for two years. And of course, in the, on the same day in 2015, NXT, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn took place as Bailey won the NXT Women's Championship from Sasha Banks and is considered to be one of the greatest women's matches of all time in front of NXT's record audience at the Barclays Center. August 23rd, 1999, the night for SummerSlam, Triple H won his first WWE Championship when he defeated Mankind on, on the episode of Raw. On the same day in 2009, CM Punk defeated Jeff Hardy in a TLC match for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. And in 2015, uh, of course, the, the Undertaker defeated Brock Lesnar at, Summer, at SummerSlam. And that same night, Seth Rollins defeated John Cena to become a double champion, US champion, and WWE champion. August 24th, 2003, SummerSlam took place in, in Phoenix. And of course, that was that was the night that Kurt Angle defeated Brock Lesnar to, to retain the WWE title. And the World Heavyweight Championship was in, was in a second, a second ever elimination chamber match, and that was when Triple H had won. Of course, on the same day in 2015, the Dudley Boys made the return to WWE as the most decorated tag team champions of all time in their first appearance in WWE programming in almost a decade. August 25th, 1997, found, found, founding member of Forrest from Arn Anderson formerly, formerly announced his retirement from the ring. So, of course, Arn of course, um, of course, afterwards, Arn Anderson never made never wrestled another match after that. In 2002, Shawn Michaels made his made his return uh, to WWE as he defeated Triple H in his, uh, in his in his return match at SummerSlam. And that same night, Brock Lesnar defeated The Rock to become the youngest WWE champion in history. Birthdays: August 20, 21st, E. Torres turned 39. The Usos turned turned, 30, turned 38 on August 22nd. Paul Ellering turned 70 on August 22nd. Apollo Crews turned 36 on August 24th. Rocky Johnson turns 79, and Vince McMahon turns 78. That's your week of wrestling history. Mike Knox, back to me. Yo, 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 it's crime time. E-S-T. Soul Man, Rocky Johnson. It's the Honky Tonk Man. N-W-O. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? UPR and Around the Blocks give to you this week in wrestling history with King Vaughn. One without the other isn't any good. Oh, oh I knew he was going to do that. Welcome back to the Mike Knox Show right here on Unpopular View Entertainment. Uh, we have already spoke about the Rated R Superstar Edge and hashtag Death to Dirt Sheets. Now, I want to push your attention towards hashtag Wrestling is Storyline. And in the late 90s, after the next generation style of wrestling, to some wrestling fans failed, right? As the new generation went forth with, you know, HH, Terry Bollea uh, getting older, uh, Savage getting older, the old round, things had started to change in the world of professional wrestling, all because of a small indie promotion in Philadelphia called ECW, Extremely Extreme Championship Wrestling. Some would call it Extreme Crappy Wrestling. Shout out to RBD for being the goat of that organization to me. Now, because of that, Things had to change in the world of professional wrestling. 
and we got the Attitude Era after WrestleMania 14 and my goat, Shawn Michaels, lost to your goat, Stone Cold Steve Austin, things had to take a change. Mike Tyson was there, his little traitor ass. You see right there, he had, he had the whole DX shirt on, and y'all wonder why I never liked Mike Tyson. That's why I didn't like Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson never made intelligent decisions. You don't turn your back on Shawn Michaels for no bionic redneck named Stone Cold Steve Austin that probably behind your back will call y'all, you know what? Let's, no. Mike Tyson raises his hand, and the attitude era starts. And then, arguably, next, well, I, you know, I have to say arguably, because it's up there. One of the biggest storylines of all time in wrestling history, McMahon versus Austin. Austin versus McMahon. There was nothing better in the world. This is where the world of good guys and bad guys and things changed because everybody could relate to a boss and a supervisor that you getting hated and want to curse out and flip them off the bird. And Stone Cold Steve Austin became that guy to do just that for the world. What's better than that? He wears jeans. He got some Nikes. He got a nice leather uh, jacket. Somebody got a cue ball head. It's okay. He wanted to be R. Kelly. None of y'all ever wanted to know that. But truth be told, he was trying to be like Aaron Hall and R. Kelly. But, but then, bam, here he comes in here. He got his gold chain on, and he's flipping off his bosses. People dug that. People loved it. And that was the attitude era at its finest. You had DX had to get reformed at that time. Shawn Michaels is gone. What can you do? What can Triple H do? They reformed him. The very next fight, as Stone Cold takes his ascension, so does DX takes its step to getting better. Bringing back X-Pac from the NWO. China, at this point, on her way to propel herself into the ninth wonder of the world that she is. Please, people, again, stop the comparisons. There is no comparing China to Rhea Ripley. There are two different women in two different stratospheres, and there is no one, no woman, no one, no woman. I'm repeating it one more time. No one, no woman to be like China. She was one of a kind, people. All right? Let that go. Then we had... This guy, you know, Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Die, Rocky, die, turns into the megastar. Before he gets to this corporate championship world, he's ascending to the rock. Nothing's better than this moment. Talk about ultimate microphone guy at the microphone time to be your microphone. Those who say, in my hand, this is a microphone. In your hand, in my hand, it's a pipe bomb? No, this was The Rock. And he would put anybody in their place long before he got Alzheimer's and Howard started reading off the back of his hand off the cue cards. But that's okay, okay? Stuff like the beer truck. There's nothing like this. You got the ultimate guy who hates his job. You got the guy to do anything to get on top of his job. Rock and Stone Cold was built. The attitude era was them. And, you know, one of my arguments a lot of times as I get into the ruthless aggression era is that did the, did the attitude era have as great storylines as the other one did? They all had them. But they were, to me, the attitude era because of Stone Cold, because of The Rock, because of DX. They hit a lot of, the, of what Johnny Jumma would say, the underbelly that was really bad in other storylines, whereas WCW would hide their bad from the NWO taking over everything behind the luchadors, okay? It was the same concept. Now, 
Y'all remember the Y'all remember the attitude there? Remember I talked about that guy that gets somebody over because he would do anything to get somebody over and it's about him? Tucker gets the victory, but what was all anybody talking about after their hell in the cell? This is the second one, by the way, because the first one happened at Bad Blood when we got the beginning of Cain. But this one took that one, and as D Director Fury would say, you have a, a boot, a point with an ant to a boot or some shit like that. Y'all know where I'm going. What's this match to that first Hell in a Cell match? Okay? Do y'all remember the first one to the effect here? The Ocho. Mr. Chris Jericho, when you speak Attitude Era, don't you forget this name. Excuse me, what's your name? It doesn't matter. When you show up on that program with that countdown the way that he did, only one person could put him in his place but get him over. Like The Rock. Y2J, no. Chris Jericho, don't you forget it. Lionheart, I was a fan before the list, okay, of a thousand moves. Then we do talk about the ruthless aggression era, people. Okay? John and then Horatio Rodriguez Cena was only, you can't see, you can't see me. John Cena, right? Yeah, I got his face right there. Y'all know who he is we can't talk about, but we don't talk about him because in the wrestling ring, Chris Benoit was that guy. Taker changed from being the taker that I've, again, never been a taker guy. Prefer the dead guy. But hey, when a man who is the man, as he is the man, says, I want to do something different, you let that man do something different. And Big Red Devil was born. I've never ever wanted to take a shirt. I can never own that taker shirt because it says Big Red Devil. Now, I don't put devils on my body. It's labels. People learn them. Okay. But if I could have a Big Red Devil shirt, it would be the Undertaker shirt. The next big thing was born. And we're not just talking about this, 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 this era. The next big thing, we're talking about Brock Lesnar. We're talking about Kurt Angle. We're talking about Eddie Guerrero. We're talking about Edge Ascends. Goldberg makes his way in here. We're talking 2000 Triple H. People, the list goes, Ray Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, Cody Rose, the list goes, damn it. The roof of the Gretchen era, people. This off, joins forces, and becomes the general manager of Monday Night Raw, people. Do you understand the significance? We just had a Monday Night War. <laughs> and now, Oh, God, I need a drink on that one. That got me excited. I ain't getting excited. Until that picture right there. That was the moment, people. I did say the next big thing, Brock Lesnar, right? Remember the suplex that employed the ring for the very first time you saw it? Oh, yeah, y'all remember that. He suplexed the big show off the top rope and broke the entire ring. Nobody went through the ring. They broke the entire ring. They didn't have to go get a, a, a trailer at SummerSlam to do it and lift it up, which is pretty damn dope, by the way, Brock Lesnar. But damn, Brock and Reigns got a problem. Brock Lesnar has proven to y'all that he will destroy your ring no matter what to win a match. Here's your proof in the pudding. So come get a taste. I know that you love it. You already know. I got a smile on my face. Okay. Hollywood Rock brings in Goldberg. Hollywood Rock is not glorified enough, people. How great Hollywood Rock was. Hollywood Rock was the great one at its finest. The movies, all the goats from that era. 
the movies at this time yeah. were hidden. Yeah. So when he came back after coming back, because those guys that leave don't ever come yeah. back. He did with a whole new thing. That, that Hollywood helicopter over the top and then this cooking would come on. Hollywood rock was yeah. just completely different. Then Goldberg again. I used to love Goldberg and WCW as a Bret Hart. Now the insides to do it. I'm sorry, Bret, but as a Bret Hart guy, I don't like Goldberg. But he was still big. I know some people have Goldberg as their ghost. I got to when I say this, people. One of my son's top five wrestlers is Kane in Big Show because he likes Giants. Okay, so it's it's just completely underrated. So some people just love Goldberg, like some people love Ultimate Warrior. He was that guy for them. He was just way telling people to do that. No, he was just he was just too sweet. People, he was just way too sweet. Played the wrong clip. I'm not blaming the backstage guy. I don't think he did it, but somebody who else in my damn studio? Hollywood rock Goldberg was just different. And for all that stuff we got from Rock and Stone Cold as corporate rock versus the corporate hater and, and McMahon and Austin and their matches, which I, I like to say their latter two WrestleMania matches were better in the Ruthless Aggression era. The, the reason why I choose one over the other is almost here upon us. Evolution was born. Randy Orton. What they did to one plus one is 18. Divided by four. Take away the W. Added men. Because he's fat. Scott Steiner. I loved it. Batista was born. The uh, Elimination Chamber was born. RBD came over. ECW people started coming over. Eddie Guerrero versus anybody. Kurt Angle. Trish and Lita. They're not attitude error people. Everybody wants to put Trish and Lita in the attitude error. They are ruthless aggression. They started attitude error, but it climaxed. That's why you have relations, people that told you can make her and she can make you climax. It happened in the ruthless aggression era. Never forget these women, ever. Jonathan Horatio Rodriguez Cena was no longer, he started off as a boy and can't see me to this guy okay the guy before you that is the tom brady of professional wrestling sorry rick flair that title will fall i believe if not by him definitely by your daughter okay because we all know that charlotte flair wins every episode people i love my kids batista thumbs ups thumbs down people i ask you which era in professional wrestling do you prefer my money hands down for me it's what i like it's not what you like it's what i like it's the ruthless aggression era why do I like it better than the Attitude Era? 
It had every single thing the Attitude Era had, but turned up a hell of a lot. It had the, 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 the insurgent of other companies, other wrestlers. No, it wasn't built like it should have had really been built. You know, with WCW staying around and them having like Vince completely said, I'm going to wipe my ass with WCW. And he did. And a lot of wrestling fans don't forgive him for that. It was a very dickheadish move. But we're talking about Vince McMahon. And from what I hear, I don't know him personally. He does what he wants because that's what dickheads do. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. He's, he's, he's rich, bitch, as they would say. But all that just came into the Attitude Era. And it was pushed forward with the Ruthless Aggression Era. And when I just go over these moments in my head of the things that this company did at this pinnacle to me, this era is the reason why we have the longevity still of bad booking after bad booking after bad booking after fans wanting their way and not getting it because the company that was our AEW was born. Because we were we were raving and we were pandered for what was so great in the Attitude Era and the Rufus Aggression Era that we thought and think we deserve better. And we're just now getting it. And even for what it's worth, for what it's worth, okay, for what it's worth, despite to me the, the, the greatest storyline of all time being your tribal chief Roman Reigns and the bloodline. They're just now starting to develop other stories, Okay. They're just this Judgment Day. It was okay, but this JT, JD McDonough has a little more into it because it got a little stale as well. Rita Ripley, for what it's worth, she might be the boringest women's champion of all time. And it's not only boring in the sense of her and what she's doing, she's being dominant, but there's no one for her, and it shows, right? It just shows. You prefer Ruthless. Uh, I prefer Ruthless because that's when I started watching O2 to now. There it is. And like I said, some people out there would go, it's the golden era of professional wrestling. Sean Mox return in the Rufus Aggression era as well. Thank you, Vaughn. And some say that the second half of his career was better than the first half of his career. Okay? Damn. Damn. That's what they say. So comment below. Let me know what you guys think. What is your favorite era in professional wrestling? Um, like I said, some will say that the golden years of professional wrestling was the one for them, you know, with, with HH slamming Andre the Giant. To me, the greatest match of that era will always be Macho Man versus Randy uh, versus uh, Ricky Steamboat. Um, but I grew up in the golden age of wrestling. That's what got me to wrestling. But Attitude Era, I followed the new generation. I've been a wrestling fan for, for as long as I've been alive. And I've only left because of me become an adult and identifying myself as a black man and where I stood as a wrestling fan and where I had enough was enough. And when the edges and the Orton's and the Cena's and all started coming around, I can't truly say that I have a favorite that I love like I loved growing up as a child, but I admire so many people. So when I say edge to me, I have to really see where I rank him in my all time, you know, in my favorites list all time. I think he has to be top 25. I think it's without question. Some of these are the best international champion of all time. And no, people, Gunther may break a record, but he's not the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Right? I, I see that on lists, and he's been winning some lists on that. Leon, uh, the King TV, was going on. Um, I, I, you cannot just be a champion 
in this era and just automatically propel yourself up there. People say, well, what about Romans? Romans is really different. Roman has stacked them, smashed them, stacked them, pinned them. Romans beating like nothing against Gunther, not like Gunther's run. But when he breaks this honky-talk man's record, he is not surpassed holding that title of the likes of the Macho Man, the likes of Edge, the likes of Chris Jericho, the likes of Sheldon, Sheldon Benjamin, maybe? Maybe? I'm pushing that envelope in? Okay, I'll give him Sheldon. Okay, but he hasn't passed the Miz with that title. People got to remember these other title runs. Breaking records doesn't make you the greatest. That's right, Phil. It just doesn't. And before we get out of here, speaking to my man Phil from Fire and Ice Podcast, I'm coming home next year for WrestleMania. And I'm starting to panic a little bit, people, because these tickets, I don't believe in buying tickets the day of they go on sale. Shout out to the belt emperors and the belt kings out there that, you know, can do those kind of things. You know, I got four children. I, you know, I've been ill. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I've been home. Okay. These tickets are insane. And wrestling fans, you are crazier for paying for them. Because I'm mad at you. <laughs> like I always am. So hopefully... As the executives also try to talk me off the ledge, I will try to relax and somehow be in the building. The question is, will Mike Knox break before Mania and purchase his tickets at these crazy, absorbable prices that are only this high so they can break a record? That's the Everybody's tickets are priced this high. So they can say they broke an all-time gate record, okay? Because two Manias ago, tickets were 80% less than what they are now. The second that I have bought and set in, for $250 to $300 or a thousand bucks. That's insane. And for that price to sit way up top for 600 bucks, my ass will watch it in the hotel room in Philadelphia at a bar some damn where. I tell you that much, bro. I've been watching from the comfort of the home. That's what's up. Got you on the TV, hopefully. Roman Roman has who's who's of names to defeat. God darn right, he has it. Um, but with that guy's being said, a guy, I am, I am, I am tired. I am a little winded. I got things to do today. I appreciate you for always chiming in and tuning in and, and stick with me again. Make sure at this part of the video, if you watch it all the way to this part, share this thing, man. Um, share it somewhere. Like, follow, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, tell us here on the Mike Knox Show or on Unpop Review Wrestling. Make sure you check it out, guys. And this Thursday, we got uh, Pacific Rim 2 coming up for our Movies that are that rock in 2018, and tomorrow we start another on Unpop Review Entertainment. We start the franchise series of Saw movies, starting off with Saw One. You can tune in tomorrow night and check me on uh Sports Gamers Online as they break down Madden Football 24 and some 2K news to just dropped as well. We'll be talking about tomorrow on Sports Gamers Online, the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check that out. And listen, guys. Do me a favor. As I say every day, every time I get out of here, because I mean it to my heart and I mean it, follow me on this one. Do not wake up tomorrow morning and say to yourself, I love me some me. And don't look in the mirror and thank God. People, with that being said, I got to go. Got to take this medicine. I'm out. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. Perfect Plex Radio. We about to go live on him. Mike Knox. That's with three X's because he's hardcore. Are y'all ready? We about to give y'all something special. You ready? 
let's go. At the money, now you're all what you getting in. Perfect Plex Radio, got them listening. Mike Knox, from Cena to the Rock, or whatever wrestler is hot. News and interviews, just a one-stop shop. Matter of fact, let me give you more choices. You can call in and be the voice with the voiceless. So what you waiting on? Let's get it cracking. Let's talk wrestling. That's enough rapping. <laughs> Perfect Plex Radio. Simply, we about to give y'all something special.